I dedicate what would have been my master's thesis to the late Kevin R. Samuels, a cultural case study on marketing and communications in the black community during the digital era. During this report, I will be speaking about Kevin Samuels and why I believe that his legacy will live on for years to come. This is a case study, so it will be a longer video. Please do not plagiarize my content. It will be published both in writing and in podcast form, as well as sent to my professors. I will discuss what I've learned about Kevin Samuels' marketing strategy for his content. I will discuss the importance of communications when dealing with online marketing. If support for Kevin Samuels is triggering to you, you may want to leave now. I will also share my thoughts on the internet as we know it and some of the changes that may need to occur within the black community. How did I discover Kevin Samuels? Recently, Kevin Samuels, a successful influencer and content creator passed away. I followed Kevin Samuels work for the last eight or nine months. I found out about Kevin Samuels when my husband showed me the average at best clip. He would show me different clips. Then I started hearing others talking about him. I started following his content and started watching his videos because I was trying to understand why women would call in to have someone rape them. Initially, I didn't think about it one way or the other, outside of I just didn't understand why women wanted his validation. I started listening to him and realized a lot of the things that he was saying made a lot of sense. I also realized that men sought his approval as well. I realized that in between the shits and giggles for entertainment, he was saying some really important things in regards to repairing and restoring the image of the black community. For some people, image is everything. Samuels dropped knowledge in a lot of his videos. Three videos that really helped pivot the course of his content, in my opinion, was his video, Unmute Yourself, Sister Daughters, and Give Me a Break. A few other content creators interviewed Kevin Samuels and he discussed his life. They were Tasha Kay, Vlad TV, Joe Budden, and No Jumper Podcast. What really attracted me to Samuels' platform was his marketing abilities. At the time, I was in the first year of my master's program. I was working on my thesis, which involved digital marketing. I saw that his platform was moving quickly and sustaining. Once I realized that he was a really a one-man marketing team, I started observing his strategy and how he was moving. Also, he kept talking about communications degrees being not a wise investment because they don't pay much. My argument is that communications majors should be paid way more because communication skills are vital, necessary, and essential, and he also used those skills to help push his platform. Part of the problem with Kevin Samuels is that his delivery was shocking and or offensive. While Samuels had a lot of helpful information, I realized that Samuels was lacking in certain communication skills. The irony. <laughs> I gotta take a slight jab. Hopefully, though, this corporate communications degree and the skills that I've learned will give me the right words and delivery to help others see Kevin Samuels in a more positive light. I viewed Samuels as a digital marketing mentor. Who is Kevin Samuels? Kevin Samuels was an image consultant turned YouTube sensation. He became famous after one of his videos went viral during the heart of the pandemic. The name of this video is Average at Best. Kevin Samuels' message started to resonate and spread throughout the internet. Samuels was a distinguished older gentleman 
If I had to give him an archetype, it would be Leonardo DiCaprio's character in The Great Gatsby. He was originally from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, but moved to Atlanta, Georgia. He was married twice and has a daughter. He believed that everyone should be the best version of themselves. Kevin Samuels taught women and men to be realistic about their expectations in the dating market. Samuels had people from every walk of life and race calling into his show. Men and women alike both respected his message. Some may say that his message was a bit harsh and they have the right to feel that way. However, oftentimes the truth may be harsh. Kevin Samuels Analytics Kevin Samuels has 1.45 million followers on YouTube and 1.2 million on Instagram. He also has a Facebook and TikTok page. I didn't monitor his Facebook and TikTok. He also has a Patreon page. I was a member for a short period of time. Kevin Samuels had millions of views on some of his videos. Most of his videos had a minimum of 100,000 views. He hosted a nightly live stream on either YouTube or Instagram, and thousands of people would join the live and or the chat conversation. Should people feel bad about his passing? A great deal of people are mourning the loss of Kevin Samuels, and on the contrary, some are celebrating. Some people don't care either way. Is it wrong to celebrate someone's passing? Well, I can't tell you how to feel. You experienced him the way that you experienced him. But I will ask is that you will reconsider some of his talking points. Humans are like onions. We have many layers. No one is 100% good. But like Jill Scott said, we ain't no saint. We all a sinner. But you put your good foot down and make your soul a winner. And I feel like in a lot of ways, that is what he was doing. He was encouraging black people to do better, to pay attention to their international image. Unfortunately, a lot of people do not think internationally. We only think within our country, but because of the internet, the world has gotten smaller and closer. Kevin Samuels became a controversial man. Looking at his earlier videos, he didn't seem like he was looking to be controversial, but informative. Unfortunately, in this day and age, informative is not enough to get people interested in what you're saying. A lot of people today only pay attention to controversy and silliness. Initially, he looked like he was trying to build a platform to promote his expertise in style and fashion. But what made the show go viral was something else. He went viral after telling a woman that she was average, and from there his following took off. His following consisted of multiple groups of people, meaning an international following. Mr. Samuels was a once-in-a-lifetime man. He wasn't afraid to stand up and be heard and to speak the truth. The problem with telling the truth, however, is you don't know who you will offend or who you might trigger. You can see his influence with a lot of the young YouTubers. A lot of young men are now wearing suits and taking pride in their appearance and living with purpose. A lot of young black women are thinking about their futures and becoming wives. Kevin Samuels was an innovative international thinker, meaning he thought and planned globally. What attracted people to Kevin Samuels? Samuels was well-dressed and well-spoken. You could tell that you were watching an educated man, whether it be self-educated or college-educated. He showed himself to be a thinking man. He wasn't afraid to stand up and be heard. He called things how they were. He shared information that people could use to help navigate their life. Some young men looked up to him as their godfather. When you look and listen to Black YouTube, a great portion of its talking points are about high-value men and high-value women. 
These are terms that Samuels acknowledged that he did not create. However, he made them popular during the pandemic. Samuels was not shy or afraid to speak of his upbringing and some of the things that he had to overcome in order to become the best version of himself. He used his life story as a testimony. He realized his mistakes and shortcomings and I believe that he wanted to share his experience with others so they did not make the same mistakes. He also had a funny sense of humor. What turned people off from Samuels? Although Kevin Samuels had plenty of supporters, he also had people that did not like him. A lot of people would see a clip of what he said and because the clip is polarizing and provocative, it would make them feel some kind of way. Sometimes these people are turned off and will not watch the entire show to get the entire context of what was being said. Samuels could come off as dismissive. Some people felt like he did not allow people to speak their piece without interrupting. Samuels explained that at times he had to cut people off because he was running a show and had a particular topic that he typically focused on. Some people would call in and not know what the discussion was about. Some people felt that Samuels could be too harsh when dealing with women. There were several types of women that called in that agreed with him. There were ladies that called in that did not agree with him. He also had a lot of men calling in. A lot of men agreed with Samuels talking points online and offline. Kevin Samuels was having barbershop talk. Barbershop talk is what happens when men get together and feel comfortable enough to express themselves amongst each other. A lot of women, especially in our community, have never heard men speak open, honestly, and free. I'll touch more on that when I speak about cultural issues. The women that called into his show. I actually called his show once. It was a short call because he was only talking to single women that night. Some women called in because they wanted the available men that were watching to see them. Some called in to the show to express their appreciation for the work that Kevin Samuels was doing. Some called in with the hopes of promoting their business. Some called in because they just wanted to hang out on the live. Some called in because they wanted to give Samuels a piece of their minds. Some called in for emotional support. A show like Kevin Samuels was not the show to call into if you were looking for a hug or approval just because you were a woman. A lot of women that were looking for emotional support didn't realize that they were calling in looking for a hug on a platform that was giving out hard truths. Some women do not realize that men respond differently than women. Sometimes women want men to have the same emotional response that a woman may have and that more than likely will not be the case. Some women already have emotional damage and look at men as threats and bad people. While there are men that are threats and that cause problems, there are women that is just as bad. What I've learned from watching Samuels is there are different communities within YouTube. In particular, there is a group of women that do not like or feel comfortable with men and there is a group of men that have issues with women. I'm not sure the name for the women that don't necessarily like men. But the area for men is called the Manosphere, and that is where Kevin Samuels came from. What is the Manosphere? Websites and internet discussion groups that are concerned with men's interests and rights as opposed to women's. Often connected with opposition to feminism or dislike of women. I believe that Kevin Samuels loved women. He grew up around mainly women. He said that he grew up around mostly his mom, aunts, and grandma. His father was not really there, according to Samuels. He grew up listening to the concerns of women and their gripes with men. Kevin Samuels is among many black men that grew up the same way. 
I believe Samuels realized that the way he, like so many others, were brought up with limited male guidance was an issue. This can affect how a young man views manhood. I believe that Samuels came to the manosphere looking for clients as well as trying to find a wolf pack. He believed that men should have a wolf pack to keep them accountable and on task. It's kind of like a sister circle. The manosphere has come under question for a lot of reasons. Unfortunately, when you join certain groups, you cannot control who may want to become a member. And you have to be careful of who you let in your organization or who you let get close to you. Kevin Samuels did not invent the manosphere, even though some saw him as the king of it. What they did not realize is that Samuels was a genius marketer. That is how he was able to surpass a lot of people in the same arena. Kevin Samuels had a variety of men from all walks of life and cultures that watched his program. Kevin Samuels spoke about being a high-value man. He explained that being a high-value man was more than just having money. Being a high-value man, as Mr. Samuels described, involved having character, purpose, and being an asset to your community. Samuels often uplifted and encouraged the blue-collar working average man. He also encouraged women to stop overlooking the average man. He put into numbers the amount of available rich men, in particular rich black men, that are available. And he told women that want these men the realities of what they may have to do to get them and the realities of whether or not these high-value men would want them back. I believe that the mass majority of Kevin Samuels' followers were rational people that were looking for advice or that wanted a relationship. When you speak truthful statements, you attract logical thinkers. I would say about 80% of his following fall into the category of rational, logical thinkers. The other 20% were more than likely men that harbored resentment toward women and women that harbored resentment toward men. However, I noticed that some of the members of the Manosphere actually are helping black female content creators. One in particular is O'Shea Duke Jackson. He is a friend of Kevin Samuels and actually the one who helped him build up his following when he was new to Instagram and YouTube. Live streaming is a broadcast video and sound of an event over the internet as it happens. I started watching select live streams during the pandemic. I used to not like live streams because they could be very long and I just had other stuff to do. But like everyone else during the pandemic, I was looking for entertainment, virtual activities, and networking opportunities. So I gave a few lives a shot, but not all of them stuck. I like watching people that I can learn from. Kevin Samuels hosted nightly live stream shows Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on YouTube and on IG, Tuesday and Thursday. For about eight or nine months off and on, I followed his work. What I learned from watching and chatting in Kevin Samuels' live streams. Kevin Samuels made it so that only members could chat on his live stream on his YouTube pages. His Instagram was open to the public. His live streams on YouTube were more controlled. It had moderators and he had the ability to ban you from the chat. Both chats consisted of men and women. And after a while, it's like being in the, in the same room with the host and the people that are having the conversations. People start to become familiar with who is actually in the chat after a while, especially if the same people always are commenting. Chatting online can be fun when you're in the room with like-minded chatters. However, because you may not know these people, you do not know if in all ways that you are truly like-minded. So people tend to butt heads when chatting online. What's missing from online chatting is the element of nonverbal communication. 
Nonverbal communication is the transmission of messages or signals through a nonverbal platform such as eye contact, facial expressions, gestures, posture, and body language. Meaning when you can see a person and the positioning of their body, it gives better context to the words that they are saying. So in a chat room, it is inevitable that at some point something will be taken out of context. You get people that troll in these chat rooms. They come in and they make comments to either interrupt the chat discussion or to catch the attention of the person that's hosting the show. And sometimes that can throw them off. So that can be problematic for people that are live streaming. Also, during a live stream, I would recommend that you at least write out what it is that you want to talk about and discuss So that way, that will keep you on point and you won't just be on there rambling or trying to search for something to talk about. When I first joined the chat on IG and YouTube, I realized that Samuels had a wide variety of followers. Some of them would chat about his talking points. Some would share advice and their experience on the topics that he discussed. Some came to give him a piece of their minds and others looked forward to roasting the callers. I realized that there was not a lot Samuels could do outside of blocking people and making his YouTube chat room an exclusive chat. He could not control who showed up, especially on Instagram. The mob mentality in these chat rooms could sometimes get out of hand, but unfortunately that is just a part of chat rooms. People are responding with their thoughts, and if a lot of people feel strongly about what it is you say, they will respond and it may feel like an attack. I have seen multiple people that actually were saying the same thing get into an argument in the chats and comment section. Controversial conversations online have a high chance of being problematic. Networking opportunities are possible between different brands because like I said, after a while you become familiar with the people that are chatting. That's if you pay attention to the comment section or the chat section and actually like engage with people in the, in the room. People can create fake accounts within these chat rooms, so sometimes you may not know exactly who it is you're speaking to. Be mindful of what you say because it is being logged in your IG and YouTube history. When you chat live or leave a comment, it is being recorded, so mind your words. If you are offended by someone's content, I recommend not watching or engaging in the conversation. It is best to ignore mean or ignorant comments. And then you have to know when to disconnect for your own peace of mind. Kevin Samuels had cultural conversations. Kevin Samuels did not create the division and toxicity in the black community. I think we all know that. But what he was doing was working within the division and toxicity to help black people pay attention to what was going on around them. To pay attention to the way that the rest of the world views our community and to show us ways that we can do better and change the international image of our community. Some people ask the question, well, who is he to say this stuff? I say he's a 50-year-old black man that has lived, seen, and experienced life. I believe that Kevin Samuels was having these conversations and sharing his regrets and mistakes in hopes that others would learn from it. He wanted to repair the already broken black family structure. He spoke about the importance of the nuclear family because he knew how important it is to repair the black family dynamic. I know in this day and age, families can look multiple ways and that's quite all right. He believed that the nuclear family though would help repair the black community. 
He wanted to repair the image of black men and women on the international level. Samuels expressed that his message was brutal to express the urgency and importance of what he was saying. He spoke about black female homelessness and how it's a growing issue. He spoke about black boys only being able to read at a fourth grade level. He spoke about his aunt and other women that he knew dying alone and pointed out that it was a growing statistic. Unfortunately, cognitive dissonance makes our community too stubborn to listen to logic. Why Kevin Samuels rubbed some black women the wrong way? I do not believe that Samuels was a misogynist. I believe that he was a spoiled brat that grew up around women. So he was used to talking to women and having debates with women and he wasn't afraid to debate with men either. He knew how to get the attention of women through agitation, wit, and charm. Samuels grew up during the time when black women and black men were seemingly in competition with each other. Samuels spoke of how this competition between black men and black women started. Samuels will reflect on his childhood. He spoke about being used to hearing black women have mixed conversations about black men. A lot of young black men have had this experience. And from my understanding, it is confusing to them. I will call this hair salon talk. Just like barbershop talk, hair salon talk is when black women come together and feel comfortable talking about their issues. Sometimes this may include bashing men. And because single motherhood is prevalent within our community, black boys may hear hair salon talk. Often, sometimes hair salon talk affects black boys, making them feel like something is wrong with them. Samuels and some black men believe that some black women did not respect or listen to the wishes of the men that they desired to be with. He used his platform to share the male perspective. Some black women have a poor opinion of black men. Some have had traumatic experiences with men. Some black women have never witnessed a healthy relationship. The same can be said for some black men. Some black men have lost everything dealing with a woman. The difference seems to be that some want to blame others and have concluded that all or the mass majority must be bad. And the rest of the black community knows this is not true. Some black men and women feel betrayed by the opposite sex within their community. This has made it harder to work together. Systemic issues really created the divide. Samuels would often quote the Monaghan Report, the Negro family, the case for national action. The Monaghan Report is a historical artifact best understood in the context of its time. Yet it remains relevant today amidst current discussions of why racial inequality persists despite the passage of the civil rights legislation. Even those who do not see the report's analysis as pertinent to the present can learn how it shaped contemporary discourse. Samuels wanted people to understand the root of modern discourse in the community. He often quoted Shaharazad Ali. Shaharazad Ali is an American author of several books including a paperback called The Black Man's Guide to Understanding the Black Woman. The book was controversial, bringing forth community forums, pickets, and heated arguments among black people in many parts of the U.S. when it was published in 1989. He believed that her works had valid points. Samuels would often quote Ayanna Van Zet. Ayanna Van Zet is an American inspirational speaker, lawyer, New Thought spiritual teacher, author, life coach, and television personality. 
She is known primarily for her books, talk show, and her appearance on the Oprah Winfrey show. He would often use her catchphrase, you are out of order. Kevin Samuel showed the issues of sister daughters in the black community. He defines sister daughters as girls who were raised by a mother that saw them as competition or a helpmate instead of a daughter. He did a show and so many women called in sharing their stories. He would go on to have other shows with the same topic. Shows like that was when he showed his true purpose. Some of those women really opened up to him that day. It also showed men in the black community the root of why some women may seem harsh or distant. This gave men a better understanding of what some black women have went through. Years before he started speaking to women, he spoke to men. He kept it real and honest with men as well. There is a reason why some black women responded to Kevin Samuels the way that they did. Black women are tired of being the butt of the joke. For the last however many years, some have felt like we have been the world's punching bag with black men leading the charge. Having to watch men that look like you tell you and others that you are not good enough. Now, this is not all black men because some black men absolutely love black women. But some have thrown black women under the bus because it is profitable to use black women as a marketing pond. A lot of times we react before we think and we do not realize that any level of engagement helps the person's platform. So if you disagree, don't engage if you can, sis. Some may argue that Samuels threw black women under the bus with some of his earlier statements. However, Samuels has said in multiple videos that he loves the black community and black women. He expressed that if he did not love the black community, he would not even speak to black people or about black issues. I agree that it is difficult speaking to some black people about black issues. Kevin Samuels made reference to the film The Color Purple. He felt like the film added to the negative imagery of black men. He felt like black men were already under pressure and that this film, when it came out, only added to it. I personally love the film The Color Purple and I believe that while the main character was misogynist, the film showed other black men in a positive light. Samuels felt like black men had to fight being compared to the character of Mr. Some women pushed the narrative that Kevin Samuels did not like black women, but on one of his last lives, he gave Grace Jones one of the highest compliments that you can give any woman. Kevin Samuels seemed to be helping other content creators within the community by shouting them out during his lives and also by using independent artist music during his show. He also collaborated with other content creators in hopes of building a network. In our community, especially online, we have developed terms to insult men that support women and women that support men. Men are referred to as simps. Women are referred to as mammies and pickmies. In the online black community, we spend more time arguing about things that truly do not matter. Black YouTube positive. So these are the things that I like about black YouTube. There are some great black YouTube content creators. A lot of their talking points are recycled by people with bigger platforms. I've discovered that comes with the territory of creating content. However, the plus from it is your talking points gets put into the algorithm. So it may actually help you. The unfortunate part is that you may not be the first to receive recognition for your concept or niche. Now let's talk about the negative parts of black YouTube. Expose culture. 
the crabs in a barrel mentality. Riding coattails. Cancel culture. The lack of journalistic integrity. And pocket watches. The price of fame in this digital era. The pros and the cons. There is a price to fame. And that price is your personal space and business. Fame can be addictive. Fame can make people compromise themselves. A great deal of people are chasing fame, but I wonder, do they know what they're asking for? You become a public figure and you may not be prepared for all that comes with it. While you may receive riches, you may lose your mind in the process, especially in this digital era. Before the internet, celebrities were out of reach from regular people. They would be covered by the news and radio. But in this digital era, people are able to comment on your post and let you know what they think about you in real time. That's if you are the one operating your page. Unless you are a person that is truly not bothered by the thoughts and opinions of other people, becoming a celebrity in today's world may not be what you want. You can post positive things and still receive hate. I recommend turning off your comment section if comments may bother you. I recommend blocking people that are trolling you. Kevin Samuels would say don't give attention to the haters. I learned from watching Samuels that you have to watch how you acquire fame. Because the way you start may be how some will expect you to continue. His message went from rating women for shits and giggles to speaking of ways to heal and restore. When he would have those conversations, his chat room seemed to be more harmonious and people would get along. Samuels was blamed for some of the actions that people that followed him did. And I would be careful to pin that on him, especially if you are a female that has pushed a message of division against men because it would be like someone saying a woman harmed her children or her man and she was your follower. She did it because she was listening to you. You cannot select your followers. However, you can select your message. So if you take nothing else from Kevin Samuels, be mindful of your message. The pros and cons of online communication in the digital era, analyzing Kevin Samuels from a public relations point of view. Kevin Samuels had barbershop talk on his show, and some women may find barbershop talk offensive. Some people believe that Kevin Samuels stole talking points. He more than likely did. It seems like he had his own ideas, but was influenced by the world around him. At some point, everyone recycles talking points, especially if they are popular. That is the beast of the internet. Because Kevin Samuels was doing live shows, sometimes he would say something that needed more clarity because it could be taken the wrong way. For example, he did a show and he was trying to explain to a single mom why men would find her child as a liability. It sounds insensitive, but this is how some men feel. And the way he tried to explain the situation did not roll off smoothly. Luckily, in previous videos, he was able to explain that same situation better. Samuels was the type of guy that would put 21 and younger people off his life because he felt they were too young. He wasn't the type of man to wish harm upon a child, but that was the story that was being told. So my advice to content creators is if you misspeak in a live, think about what you want to say and address it quickly. Respond directly and then let it go. Some people will be determined to misunderstand you regardless of what you say. Unfortunately, that comes with the territory, but at least you addressed it. That doesn't mean you have to address everything thrown at you, but it is better to clear the air from a public relations standpoint. The future of publishing content on the internet and my advice to content creators. Does the messenger matter? 
or some yes. Once some people get a sour taste in their mouth, they may not want to hear anything else that you say. Some people will disregard the message because they feel the person delivering it is not credible. They may also disregard it because they do not care to hear it. Is the internet safe? Yes and no. In my opinion, different areas of the internet are like the jungle. You don't know what you're going to get. Usually, if you have a smaller following and your page is public, you will not have too many worries. If your page is private, you won't have really any worries at all unless you're letting people you don't know into your private page. But the larger the platform, more people have access to your platform. And like I said before, you do not get to select your followers. You may attract all type of personalities. And in this day and age, people are bringing the internet to real life. Should trigger warnings be mandatory? Absolutely. That would help people determine before they press play if they are emotionally ready to receive that type of content. Social media should start making content creators give their videos a rating. Example, rated R, or to at least have them announce it in the video at the very beginning. That way, if people who are triggered by the subject come across it, they will have the decision to watch or not watch up front, or at least they will have a warning of what they are about to view. This would help cut down on some of the emotionally charged comments and hostility on the internet. The problem with the lack of journalistic integrity. A lot of people on the internet do not know the principles of journalistic integrity. People are reporting news and stories that sound more like gossip than actual truth. And there's nothing wrong with if you want to be a gossip reporter, but make that clear. Be careful trying to pass a story off as true. If you're going to report, it is wise to use the terms allegedly, and this is my opinion, unless it has been reported by a credible news source are you doing journalistic work to get to the bottom of it in real life? You are speculating. Speculations can get you sued. Maybe these platforms need to include in their policies a journalistic code of conduct for non-journalistic people acting as journalists. That will be a good solution to help keep down the spread of false information on the internet. And if by chance you are reporting false information and you find out it's false, it is your job to correct the false information that you put out. If you are a content creator that hopes to gain celebrity, be careful of talking about people that are in your same field. Some people will take that to heart and will not want to work with you. Just be mindful. The problem with one-sided stories is that they are only one-sided stories and the internet is full of one-sided stories. So be mindful of what you watch and read because you may only be getting parts of the truth. Do your own research. The problem with sharing your opinion and clickbait is it triggers people you can't control how someone feels or how someone responds the problem with triggering talking points a lot of people have unhealed trauma and they may not be ready to receive a truth about it some people already know the truth and don't want anyone bugging them about it and some people may not agree with what you are saying it's okay to agree to disagree only listen to like-minded conversations if you cannot receive alternative opinions be careful with emotional content, topics about race, politics, religion, or touchy and emotional topics. Tread lightly. Block trolls and only focus on positive comments that are not mentally draining. However, if someone is saying something that may be truthful, possibly consider what they're saying because after all, it is open to the public. That's if your comment section is open to the public. Conclusion. In time, I feel like a lot of people will see what he was trying to do with his message. P. 
People may not remember a lot of things, but they will remember the way you made them feel. Watching Kevin Samuels, I saw a black man that pulled himself up by his bootstraps with the help from men and women that believed that he had the potential to be great. I didn't agree with everything he said, especially when they would have the He-Man barbershop talk, but I don't agree with everything that anyone says. At some point in life, you're going to disagree with people, but that does not mean that you throw them away. But I'm used to hearing men speak. The men in your life may not speak the way Kevin Samuel spoke around you, but when they get with their friends, trust and believe they are having similar conversations. Samuels often spoke about black women getting in college debt for degrees that don't pay much. Initially, I felt some type of way about what he was saying because I felt like he was blaming black women for trying to better themselves. But what he was saying made sense. A lot of people have reacted to the death of Kevin Samuels. A lot of speculations of how he passed are floating around. But one thing for sure is that he left behind his legacy. Some joke that he died alone, but not really. Because even though some are celebrating his death, there are hundreds more celebrating his message in his life. So at this point, I don't know if I'm going to finish the master's program. I may get a second bachelor's because I only need a few credits. It wouldn't take me long and I can go at a slower pace and it would be something I can afford without a loan. Watching Kevin Samuels let me know that I would not want to be famous. Fame is beautiful when people support you but very ugly when it's the opposite. Fame can make or break you. I'd rather be a local legend instead of an international celebrity. When I first started interacting on Instagram, I wanted to network within the entertainment industry. I wanted to work behind the scenes as a marketer or a creative director. Now I'm not sure. Now I'm considering applying to work for NASA or the Air Force Base and their marketing and communications department. Entertainment, I don't know if that's for me. I'd have to do a little more research first. Lastly, listening to Kevin Samuels made me appreciate my husband even more. My advice to his family and friends from a marketing standpoint is you have choices. You could make his content private until after the funeral to give his mother and family peace of mind and open it back up at another time. There is a benefit to doing this. You can encourage his following to share videos that show him in a positive light or they show why you believe in his work and have them hashtag his name. You can suggest to his followers that instead of arguing with people that have opposing opinions, to share a link to his work that shows his message right in their comment sections. Look at it as an internet street team marketing campaign. You can go from video to video leaving links to his work. The only way to combat hate is by showing love. I'd say encourage musicians, poets, and painters that support his work to dedicate a piece to remember him by. You can't expect people to feel how you feel. All you do is represent the man in a respectful way and hope that in time, people will see the good that he was trying to do. But I'm, I'm encouraged that I'm starting to see women really coming in, wanting to learn, understand, ask really good questions, and willing to accept new information. We need to encourage the women who are really trying to understand what men think, why men think they are, and not challenge it. Just accept it and, and see how you can work with that man. Far too many women today 
Do not accept men for who we are and you want us to change. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. All right, guys. Love you guys. Thank you for supporting me. Sorry for I started a bit late. Until next time, see you later. Your godfather is out.